Amen, amen. Again, for those of you that may be dealing with sickness or disease in your body, we are having healing classes on Sunday morning. Uh, Minister Linda, what time classes? 845 classes start here at the church. Minister Linda is teaching those classes. So if you want, if maybe you don't, you're not dealing with sickness or disease. How many of you know faith comes by hearing? and hearing by the word of God. So oftentimes we need to have a message of faith on healing before anything ever show up. So that when something shows up, I'm already empowered to deal with it. Is that all right? Oh, my, 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 my. Well, I said we're going to read um, Genesis 19, but... Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just tell you the story. And I think if I tell you the story, this will be able to bring us up to speed. In, in, in Genesis chapter number 18, Genesis 18, we have, we have uh, God having a conversation with Abraham. You know Abraham, father of the faith. And so God is having this conversation with Abraham. God is allowing Abraham to know, he's telling Abraham I'm about to go into Sodom and Gomorrah and I'm about to destroy the city. And Abraham's like, okay. But I have family there. I have family in that city. My nephew, he's in the city. And he said, God, now, would you destroy the city if, we, if you could find 50 righteous in the city, God said, I won't destroy it. I won't destroy it if you find 50 righteous. So Abraham said, okay, um, how about if I find 45 righteous in the city? God said, if you find 45 righteous, Abraham, I'm not going to destroy the city. He said, uh, 40, 30, 20. God said, if you find 20 righteous in that city, I won't destroy the city. God, God, if I find 10 righteous, God said, if you find 10 righteous people in the city, I won't destroy it. So now we have chapter number 19. Are you with me? That's just a preview of what 18 was about to bring you into chapter 19. We're going to start with verse number one. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. So here it is, Lot is sitting at the gate of the city, because at the gate of the city, oftentimes business was transacted there. So Lot was sitting there at the gate because he was a businessman, and he was transacting business at the gate. So here comes two men, two angels, that come into the city. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night. And wash your feet then, and wash your feet, then you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. Now, I want you to listen real closely. The two angels that have now been sent to Sodom and Gomorrah have shown up there because between chapter 18 and chapter 19, there was not 10 righteous to be found. 
So the two angels are showing up in the city because they're about to carry out what God told Abraham was going to happen to the city if there was not ten righteous. It's heavy, it's heavy, but it, 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 it's going to get better. It's heavy. So verse number four, verse number three, but he insisted strongly, so they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, everybody say the men. The men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. They surround, this, they surround Lot's house. Let's see why they surround his house. And they called to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. Oh, praise the Lord. I heard about three grunts. Mm. So that, that gives Pastor a little insight that you have a little understanding about what they meant about getting to know them carnally. Can y'all nod your head at me? Because if you don't understand, then that means I need to break it down. She said, break it down. Let me break it down. Because if there's one, I don't need one wondering. So the two angels that appear as men come into the city. They come, to, they come and Lot greets them there. And, and Lot invites them to his home to come and sleep and eat so that they could then get up and go tra transact the business that they had. And while they went to Lot's house, the men of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, the young and the old, show up at Lot's house, knocking on Lot's door. Where them dudes at? Because we got something that we like to make them aware of. The city of Sodom and Gomorrah was so perverse, it was so perverted, that as you can see, it wasn't just old men, it was young men. And there was a prevalent spirit that hovered there in the city, and so there was some, <laughs> yeah, I got to, because y'all may not understand it unless it's straight, no chaser. Um, there, was, there was some, um, there was some new meat in the city. And so they wanted to have a piece of the new meat. Are y'all with me now? Y'all just nod your head at me so I know. Yeah. I think I broke it down a little. Okay. So, so they wanted to have a piece of these guys. They wanted to wake them. Are you hearing me? Y'all all right? Okay, like, am I reading from the Bible? So I'm not making this up? Okay, just want to make sure you know I'm in the Bible. I like what the old folk used to say, he in the book? <laughs> yeah, he in the book. <laughs> so in verse number five, it, it tells us that they knocked on his door and they wanted to know these men carnally. Verse number six. 
So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. So here it is. Now, now I want you to catch this because obviously not Lot knew them. Lot did business in the city. So he, so he knew these wicked individuals. Are you hearing me? He knew them. And so Lot comes out of his house. He steps out the door. Bam, close the door. And now he's out there talking to the people he know. He's like, fellas, come on, man, come on. Fellas, please don't do this. Not today. Y'all do Y'all do y'all all the not today, man. Not at my at my house. Y'all come on, not do this. Now, now here's here's a real interesting thing. As we continue looking at the story, Lot decides that he needs to negotiate with these individuals, and his mind tells him that he needs to turn his two virgin daughters over to all these old and young men to appease them for what it is they want to do with the two men. You want to talk about moral decay. We're talking about a parent who thinks that they should negotiate with wickedness and offer their children for the negotiation. So not only are the men perverted, but so is Lot. He's perverse. Look at his thinking. What are you thinking? So, so, so let's continue to read on. See now, verse number eight, see now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. Then they said, this one came in to stay here and he keeps acting as a judge. So they look at Lot and said, Joker, what's wrong with you? How, who are you to judge us? Who are you to stand in the door and try to judge who we are and look at you? Okay, okay, let me, let me see if I can. Now, help us all, Lord. Now, it's one thing for us to have government officials and people, y'all don't get quiet on me, y'all just work with me, just work with me, just work with me. It's one thing for us to have government officials and individuals who want to push an agenda down our throat to make it acceptable Oh, it's tight already, boy. I feel, I feel the tension in the room. I feel the tension. 
to shove an agenda down our throat, even though our convictions tell us that we cannot be in agreement. Because our convictions supposed to be based on the word of God. Oh, I'm talking a little bit now. Y'all, y'all not, I don't know if you're listening, but I'm talking a little bit. And, and, and that's sad enough. But what's even sadder for me as a pastor is when you have church people I ain't trying to get nobody. I'm trying to help everybody. I ain't trying to get nobody. I'm trying to help everybody. See, because the, the, the word is real plain. God said you can't have two masters. You either for me. If you ain't for me, then you got to be a. So, so it's one thing to have government officials who have an agenda that they're willing to push down everybody's throat as acceptable and to rewrite laws of what is a family. But it's a whole other thing when church people sit idly by and have no issue with the agenda. I want to say something, but I don't want, I'm not trying to make nobody mad, boy, but I sure want to say something. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Because somebody will be, hey, but he was eating his meat. No, no, you ain't going to get that lie on me. It's, it's one thing, it's one thing now for government officials to do that. They're politicians. They're bought. They sell to the highest bidder. The people of God are not called politicians. They're called ambassadors. Which means they don't have a personal opinion. They have opinion that represents the government that they stand on behalf of. And the government that we represent is the government of the kingdom of God. There ain't a whole lot of amens today. So here it is that we have these men who want to attack these men. They didn't even want the, the, the women that was offered to them. They wanted the men. And here they are now dealing with sexual sin Please hear, hear me in this. Sexual sin is sexual sin. It doesn't matter if it's homosexuality, lesbianism, or adultery. It's sexual sin. Are you hearing me? See, I don't, I don't do the game that people want to play and try to make this sin a little more than this sin. If you got sin in your life, you need to deal with the sin issue. That's all. You need to deal with the sin issue. Put whatever label you want to put on it. God don't see, oh, that sin. No, God sees sin. He sees sin. He sees sin. So, so we got these men, and then we have this gentleman, Lot, who now thinks he can negotiate with sin. News break. You can't negotiate with sin. 
You can't negotiate with sin, guys. Because sin is never satisfied. Are you hearing me? <laughs> now, if everybody say amen, nobody will know that you know what I'm talking about. Everybody just say amen. Praise God. Sin is never satisfied. Always demands and wants more. So the concern that we should have as children of God is that we don't get moved by the agendas that others, others want to push on us when God has given us a voice to speak up. Okay. Because if you don't say you disagree, then you lead others to conclude that you must be in agreement with their agenda. Tell your neighbor, he's not talking about politics. That ain't in this message. That's not in this message. <laughs> oh, man. So, so it should be alarming to you and I when, when other believers don't see anything wrong with the agenda that gets pushed. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what the message is about, though. Y'all can relax. That's not what the message is about. That's for free. Because it's right in the message that I'm 